He got the rare blowout win after taking on the Orlando Magic on Tuesday night, a game that featured yet another change to the starting lineup, a major rotation shakeup, and an impact on the Eastern Conference standings. What was the difference for Miami, who have now won three of their last four games? We'll break down what and who stood out in the victory on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, editor at allyoucaneat.com. Joining me as always is a long time and here for David Mill. However you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Recording this on Tuesday night from Kaseya Center, where the Heat just beat the Magic in a big game for the standings and an even bigger game for the vibes. David, a blowout 121 to 95 win, a new starting lineup, a new rotation, Jimmy Butler with 23-8-8. Where do you want to begin with this one? I don't know because I think the rotation is probably the most important thing. The, the, the change to the starting lineup, we should mention, Haywood Highsmith, who had started the last handful of games, uh, out of the lineup tonight, barely played at all. Caleb Martin getting the nod in his place. And I wasn't sure exactly what the rationale might be for that because Orlando, a bigger team, Caleb not significantly bigger than Haywood Highsmith as far as their height is concerned, a little bit you know less less stout, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but he did provide a spark early on and then later in the game as well. And I thought he did a pretty good job when it came to Miami's switch-heavy defense. Also in the zone, he uses quickness very effectively. I thought he played a really good game. And then just the rotation, the changes all throughout. I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time, and maybe you can help me out with this, because the rotation seems to have provided a spark. But at the same time, what I saw a lot of was Miami playing with more intent, more purpose. And I know that Eric Spolster acknowledged that, and he was asked a lot of questions about rotation because it's the new thing, right? But at the same time, I think that Miami just played very effectively today. And I'm not sure how much of the percentage of tonight's success was based on the rotation change versus the fact that they just played much better than they had recently. I want to dive into some of the specific rotation changes, like the minutes patterns and how he switched up his substitutions and some of the different lineups that Eric Spolster got to later in the game. But I think the starting lineup did make a change. And then just speaking more broadly, I think Eric Spolstra, something, I don't know, he's he's known to tinker with his lineups sure. and his rotations throughout a season. A lot of coaches are. I think he got to a point where, okay, we can't really figure out what we're doing defensively. We can't really figure out what we want to get to offensively. I'm trying Nikola Jovic here for 10 straight games as a power forward. I'm trying Haywood Highsmith in here because he helps defensively when we have Terry Rozier and Tali Hero as a defensive liability backcourt, perhaps, and all these things. And what happened this morning, obviously, and then going into this game, is he crumbled up all that stuff and he said, you know what? I'm just going to play my top nine guys. I'm just going to play my top nine guys. He went with his best five with Terry Rozier, Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo as your starting lineup. And then off the bench was Jaime, Josh Richardson, Kevin Love, and Duncan Robinson. I don't think there's any arguing that those are his best nine players. And he said, those are just our best nine guys. I'm going to put them out there. Sorry to Haywood Highsmith. I'm sorry to Nikola Jovic. I'm sorry to all these other centers, Orlando Robinson, Thomas Bryant, all these things. Sure. But he just went with his best nine. Um, like I said, we could dive into the specific lineups and all those things. And I think that something clicked there as well. But um, no, I think I think that was really important when you're talking about making a playoff push. You want to just put the trust into your best players. That's fair. And I mean, I think Caleb responded. I think everybody kind of responded. And you pointed this out as we were watching the game. You just you noted that the, the vibes on the bench yeah. just seemed much more positive. And it's, it's just kind of 
feeds into it. So it's somewhat circular, cyclical, whatever you want to call it. Maybe the rotation change sparked some positivity. The, the success that they were having on the court contributed to that. And the fact that Spo was able to make the right decisions, it certainly helps when you hit 54% of your shots. Sure. I think that's a big part of it too. But I, you know, to that point though, I think the rotations, the way they were playing, Hyman provided a spark. Bam was everywhere on the floor. Jimmy was much more aggressive. Tyler and Terry Rozier, I thought they really did a good job playing off of one another. So it, it just all kind of worked tonight for Miami, who was really able to counter Orlando's size very effectively. Like Orlando is a much bigger team than Miami, and yet it didn't seem to make much of a difference to the Heat, who were able to just do everything very effectively and efficiently and find some yeah. offense late in the game when Orlando had closed the, the gap to, I think, was it six or seven points? Yeah. Miami was able to pull away from them. Uh, it's a great point. Miami got this game to be played the way they want to play it. Orlando is a very big team. They are a strong team. They can drag teams into the mud with them. They can get teams to, uh, to they could dominate the boards. They could pay, they could play the glass. They could dominate second chance points. Like there is a potential for that team to play that kind of game. But in this one, Eric Spolster went small. Like this is a, this is a small lineup. I, only two real big men use the Still entire out game. Right, right. It was 45 big. rebounds. It's 39. So they out by out rebounded them by six boards. Uh, just really yeah. impressive overall. I think they really, again, this is why I'm having a hard time. Cause again, we, we could talk about the, the rotations and everything. Well, the else. rotations matter to your I, point. Like, I think they do. Yeah. But, but I think Miami also did a really good job of like boxing out. They were closing yeah. out with much more speed and quickness than they have. It was a lot of energy like positive energy it felt like a playoff game and tyler hero said this after the game they the the heat talked about it this morning and said look based on where this is in the standings and miami and orlando entered tonight's game in a virtual tie both of them right now in that play-in bracket not in the playoff bracket where you have to where you could just avoid the play-in tournament altogether this game later in the, when when the regular season is over we could look back on this game and be like, the reason the Heat aren't in the play-in tournament is because they won tonight. That's that how matter. important this game I think could that, be. I think they, and, that, and, you know, this team always says they never look at the standings. They never look at that. No, they acknowledged it. Yes. No, they acknowledged it. And and to your point, though, why it felt like there was a sense of urgency and they were boxing out and they were doing all of these things is because it was basically a playoff game. And when you go to your rotation and say, Caleb Martin's bit let, done, thrived in big playoff moments. Haywood Highsmith just hasn't, Right. Like other guys, like you can go down the list. All these guys have played in big playoff moments, except for Jaime Hawkeyes Jr. And so I think you saw Spo trust those guys, and they went in that direction, and it worked. But more than anything, it was Jimmy Butler who was the guy who stepped up like it was a playoff game. Yeah, I, I, look at one point there, they kind of got lucky. He had back-to-back threes late in the fourth quarter, mid maybe it was midway through the fourth quarter to really help extend that lead, and that was. I think a little bit of an offensive breakdown, but he hit the shots, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, to go back point. to that that possession specifically. So the Heat are up by 20-plus in the third quarter. The Magic climb back, uh, turn it into a 10-point lead. They cut the lead to 10 at the start of the fourth quarter. They use like a little 9-2 run at the start of the fourth. And Jimmy Butler handles the ball at the top. The And then an offense that had looked so smooth for so much of the game gets completely bogged down yep. on that possession. And Jimmy Butler ends up floating into the corner He's got, what was it, Palabin Caro in front so. of him. Yeah. And he's just sort of like, the, the shot clock's running out, and he just throws up this step-back three-pointer yeah. yeah. from the corner at the end of the buzzer. And it goes in, and you're just like, okay, I guess it's just one of those kinds of nights. And then, so so Miami extends the lead to 13. And then at that point, Jimmy Butler, they get a stop. Jimmy Butler comes back down. He's like, well, I just hit like this impossible one in the corner. Let me just step right into this one above the break on the opposite side yep. in, in rhythm early in the shot clock. He does it, drains it, boom, comes back down. Hits uh, um, 
goes over Paolo, I'm sorry, goes over Franz Wagner for a layup and then gives him the two small celebration. So we get an 8 0 Jimmy Butler run by himself, takes that 10, what was a, uh, a 10 point, point lead, turns it into an 18 point lead. And at only a few minutes later, was it that the Heat were able to just empty their bench and then the game was over? Yeah, no, that was the difference right there. I mean, it was just enough time left in the clock so that Orlando really couldn't mount a comeback. We know we've seen Miami give up big leads before, but it just felt a little different. Orlando seemed a little defeated after those back-to-back shots. And it was just – they Killed just they, Yeah, they, they, were, they were daggers. They were daggers in the truest sense. And, and look, I, Jimmy – Overall, and we'll talk about his individual performance a little bit later as well, but I think he just played really dominant tonight, mm-hmm. really picked and chose his spots very effectively uh, and didn't seem to be bothered by Orlando's magic, uh, Orlando's size at all. Very aggressive in getting to the hoop. Also 9 of 12 from the line. So this was very much a definitive Jimmy Butler type game and the fact that he was able to pepper in a lot of offense with some great free throw attempts as well. It was guarding Paolo Bancaro from the opening tip. This yeah. is two-way Jimmy Butler. This is the Jimmy Butler that the Miami Heat need. I don't think it's a coincidence that Miami's best stretch coming out of the seven-game losing streak is coinciding with Jimmy Butler's best stretch of basketball all season. And that's not hyperbole. Right. This is the first time in all season that he's scored 20-plus point game, 20-plus each game in this many games in a row. So this is the best we've seen Jimmy Butler on both sides of the court, arguably, all season long. But credit cookies are coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions to apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than the projections on two to six players, and you watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. They've got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown NBA. Use the code lockdown NBA and you get a first deposit match of up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash lockdown NBA and use the code lockdown NBA. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every dayers, make sure you tune in tomorrow for our next recap against the San Antonio Spurs. Hopefully another Miami Heat win to keep this winning stretch alive. Uh, Lockdown has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day, with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, David, it's a Miami Heat win, which means it's time for the tastiest segment of Locked on Heat. It is time to hand out some credit 
cookies. Who are we giving the cookies out to tonight? Well, like I mentioned, Jimmy Butler, the straw that stirs a drink, he gets three in my opinion. I, you could kind of debate that a little bit, but I think he gets the bulk of the cookie share. No doubt. But I'd like to give two to Bam Adebayo, whose stat line may have been a little quiet, but the plus minus numbers on him, as Eric Spolstra pointed out, a plus 32 on the floor. He was everywhere. Did a fantastic job. Very aggressive. Again, picked and chose his spots very effectively, yeah. but he was a monster tonight and just a great game overall from him. I've got Terry Rozier with two cookies as well. Mm -hmm. I think he played his best game in a heat uniform. He was aggressive, but he was getting to the rim, had a couple shots rim out, and still had a very effective offensive game overall, making plays defensively, offensively. He was everywhere. The backcourt combination between him and Tyler, I think, really blossomed today. And I'd like to give Tyler one cookie as well. Duncan Robinson also gets one cookie for an effective night. And Josh Robert, uh, Robinson, I'm sorry, Josh coming off the bench, he had a really good game as well. So he gets one cookie as well. Um, I have no problems with all of it. I'm a little surprised with the Duncan Robinson one. I don't know why. I mean, he had a nice game, but maybe like a shout out? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, I just thought that he hit shots when it mattered. I think he made some plays too. I, I was maybe a quiet night. To, that's what I saw was in his minutes, he was very effective. Would you be upset if we took Duncan's cookie and gave it to Jimmy and gave Jimmy four? <laughs> no, Jimmy Butler gets four yeah. cookies on the night. That's the way it works out. Let's here. keep talking about Jimmy Butler. One of the things that I loved about the rotation in, in, in particular, so Jimmy Butler obviously starts the game, but comes out five minutes into the first quarter. And that is very different than his usual minutes rotation. Jimmy Butler is typically one of the stars that that will play the entire first quarter, sit out. all 12 minutes, yeah. sit out uh, half of the second quarter, come back in for the second half. Typical star player rotation pattern. He comes out halfway through or five minutes into the first quarter, and Jaime Hawkes Jr. comes in, and it's the same starting lineup just with Jaime and Jimmy's spot. Right. Jimmy Butler comes in with about two minutes left in the first quarter, and then a flood of reserves come in with him. Josh Richardson, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Hakas, uh, No, I'm sorry. Um, Kevin Love and somebody else was in there. Jaime uh, stayed in the game. Jaime stayed in the game? Yes. Okay. So that's the rotation. And then we basically have that bridge. Or it was Duncan Robinson too. I think I said that already. Jimmy Butler comes in with that second unit. And then that second unit bridges the, the first quarter to the second quarter and stays in for several minutes into the second quarter. And then eventually Eric Spolster gets to back to that starting group to end the second quarter. What I love about that is, look, one of the things that I've been harping on a lot, and I think one of the reasons why the Heat looked so good tonight, the Heat need star Jimmy Butler. And they can't really afford to have anything less than star Jimmy Butler. And I don't think it's a coincidence. In fact, I know it's not a coincidence that Miami's good stretch of basketball lately is coinciding with Jimmy Butler playing like the star they needed him to play like. And I do suspect, David, that in that that film session, that long film session last Tuesday, that in so many words, they pointed it out to Jimmy Butler, we need more from you. And Jimmy Butler has acknowledged, I need to get more shots. I need to be more aggressive and all these things. And he wasn't like Luka Doncic, just, you know, shooting the 20 shots tonight. Like, but he, to your point, was really aggressive. He had nine field goal attempts, but got to the line for 12 free throw attempts. So, like whatever that is uh nine plus 18 shots on goal. Yeah. That's, that's a star player. That's an all-star player uh, amount of field goal attempts plus the eight assists. So he was not only getting his own shot, but he was creating shots from others. Yeah. I think that's I would bet six of those eight assists were just him driving and kicking, yeah. which is such a generator for Miami's offense. When he plays like this, all the other pieces just fall into place. Tyler hero, Terry Rozier, Bam Adebayo, every, all the bench guys that don't have to be, they're not asked to do too much. Caleb Martin came in as a starter, had five points in the first three minutes, and he didn't really hear from him again until the second half in terms of scoring. I thought defensively he was very good against Franz Wagner tonight. But you don't 
need a lot more from those role players when your star player is playing like that. It just everybody just drops into place. Everybody is able to play their roles. And that's why I think Jimmy Butler has four cookies tonight. And it's why he should, quite frankly, have four cookies every time the Heat win. That's a fair point. I, I think even when you mentioned that second shift that kind of took over the game there with Jimmy, he wound up playing the de facto point, right? I mean, yes. you had him, Josh Richardson, I mean, a couple of guys that could have handled the ball, I suppose. Hyman could have brought it up too. But Jimmy was the point guard and, uh, you know, bringing the ball up court, initiating offense. He had the ball in his hands a lot during those minutes. And I think that's why he was able to get everybody going. And that's where Miami kind of pulled away there. They were able to continue to build their lead from the first quarter and then continued through the second quarter. So it was a really interesting lineup change there. I, I don't know. I, I, so much of it is, is Jimmy creating for everybody and creating for himself and the kind of just the, the everybody, the spillover from that as well. Yeah. But you've also got other guys that are kind of finding their rhythm, finding their their comfort zone there. Terry Rozier, first and foremost. His yeah. best, his, you already said it, but it, it was his best game in a Miami uniform. Seven assists for him. Barely Seven of 12 rim. overall, 18 points. Yeah, he was had a, a three-pointer rim out, shots at the rim that rimmed out there. But I, yeah, I think overall, yeah. you see the combination of the speed and the quickness. And he had a number of plays defensively, too, where he switched on to Bancaro. He switched on to everybody yeah. and, and you know, held his own for the most part. I mean, it's, it's a tough matchup there. But I think when you get this version of Rozier, it kind of unlocks another level for Miami as well. So you're right. Think of it as a pyramid. It starts with Jimmy at the top, but everybody kind of has to carry their own weight there. And I think Terry certainly did a good job of that. Bam's defense was phenomenal. You hinted at the plus minus earlier, and that's why. Because the stat line was fine. It was 7 of 9 shooting for 14 points like he got to his spots he had this one stretch in the second half where he just hit back-to-back -back foul line jumpers because he was feeling it so he had a number of tough shots in this game and then found a rhythm later in the game but defensively he was just a monster he was a plus 32 for a reason he outplayed Wendell Carter Jr. pretty thoroughly he was getting switched onto Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner and these yep. other guys on the perimeter and holding his own I mean this was the Bam Adebayo that Miami needs and it's helpful when he scores 14 points, and it almost feels like a lot of points because Jimmy is doing this, and Terry Rozier is doing that, and Tyler Hero is doing this, and you're getting 12 points from Jaime off the bench. You're getting 13 points up from Josh Richardson off the bench. You're not asking Bam Adebayo to be a 25-point-per-game score the way that they were sort of asking him to be that earlier in the season. You just said, hey, go out there, get us you know, 12 to 18 points a night, depending on the flow of the game, but be a world-class defender. Be the defensive player of the year caliber defender because quite frankly i don't know that the heat can afford even like second team all defense bam out of bio they need first team all defense bam out of bio defense defensive player of the year candidate bam out of bio to linchpin this defense that doesn't have many elite like elite elite level defenders and i think a big part of that too is also orlando's glaring weakness the three-point shot since they're not really a threat to, to score from the perimeter, mm. Bam can kind of rove a little bit more, maybe freelance, kind of play off of some of those guys when Markel Fultz or, or you know uh, Jalen Suggs shoots from the perimeter. He doesn't have to attack them on right. closeouts. He can drop down in pick-and-roll situations. He can play a little bit more closer to the paint and have an impact that way as well. I think it was a little bit – it made – it freed things up for him to be a little bit more loose defensively, but at the same time be more effective in that regard. We talked about how the rotation impacted Jimmy Butler and sort of forced him into the role that the Miami Heat need him to play. I think it did the same thing for Tyler Hero. Mm. We'll talk about that more after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event because Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, 
theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's so easy to use. Again, there's so many different features. You just click on the event that you're looking to buy tickets for, and they show you exactly where you're going to be sitting. They show you all the different options as far as pricing is concerned, and you know you're going to get the best price right away. Sometimes you can save money by buying tickets late, but they provide them so quickly. And again, it's so easy to use their app. You never wind up missing whatever event that you're looking for. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDON. And you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms do apply. But again, create an account. Redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You get $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. So we've already talked about the rotation and Jimmy and how it impacts Jimmy Butler. I love that it forces him in with that second unit early in the game. Said, hey, look, this isn't Josh Richardson's team. It's not Duncan Robinson's team. This ain't Kevin Love's team. This is your team. You're out there with the second unit. Go be a superstar. And he acted accordingly. The interesting thing about that is prior to this new lineup, rotation pattern that Eric Spolster came up with for this game instead of staggering Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero the way he did tonight he was he had been staggering Tyler Hero and Terry Rozier which I think is what sort of makes sense intuitively when you say okay we've got two sort of ball dominant guards let's right. stagger them right away and just let them cook individually and then we'll we'll try to figure out the chemistry in basically the first few minutes of each half and the last few minutes of each half and again intuitively I think that's what a lot of teams do and it does make some sense I think Eric Spolster came to the realization that that's not going to work, that they actually do need to figure out how to play with each other, that just a few minutes in each half isn't going to cut it. And moreover, that Terry Rozier just needs to be the lead guard and Tyler Hero needs to play off of him. And that the offense works better when Terry Rozier is the lead guard and when Jimmy Butler is essentially point Jimmy with that second unit as opposed to Tyler Hero running that second unit. Jimmy Butler is the best player on the team. He still is and has been for a very long time. He should be able to carry units like a second unit by himself. That also means that, okay, we're going to keep Bam out of bio and Tyler Hero and Terry Rozier are other, the, the three best players after Jimmy. We're going to keep them together so that they can carry this other unit. And then eventually, obviously, we all come together at the end of each half. And I loved it. And I loved how it forced Tyler Hero to be that catch and shoot guy that he talked about, to be more of a off-ball threat. And that's not to say that he wasn't an on-ball threat. I actually loved how him... And Terry Rozier shared the ball as lead, uh, as sort of co-lead ball handlers. Uh, Tyler Hero getting Bam involved early with the pick and roll. Um, he's that 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 Tyler and Bam pick and roll has been clicking lately, yeah. and I like that Spo is keeping them together as well. So he's basically got okay. We're going to start with obviously our top four players and Caleb Martin, and then we're going to separate Jimmy out, and he's going to carry this other unit, and then we're going to keep Tyler, Terry, and Bam together, and those three are going to figure out this other lineup. And I like where that puts Tyler Hero in terms of the pecking order and what his role is on the team. Yeah, I, I think it was kind of a gamble there by Spolstra, a smart mm. decision at the same time. I, I, I think, I don't know if that involves a conversation with Tyler. And I know a lot of people have accused us of saying, you know what, you don't really have to baby him. You don't have to hold his hand through this whole process. But there is something to, you know, again, he, he said this in a melancholy loss. I can't remember what it exactly was a week, week and a half ago. You know, he said, we're all trying here. We're all trying our best to sacrifice. I've made sacrifices to try and play the way they want me to play. And everybody's reading into that. And maybe that's just being a prisoner of the moment. But you could tell that Tyler was struggling with trying to adapt his game alongside Terry Rozier. Today, we see 
the benefit of them playing alongside one another and sharing the ball, doing kind of playing off of each other again. And I think there were moments there where Terry was off ball, where Tyler was off ball, but it worked and it was effective. And I think they were really, really good in, in their respective roles too. So uh, it was really interesting to see their minutes match together as opposed to one kind of stagger alongside. The I think other. they play well together. I, I think Tyler Hero likes the pace that Terry Rozier plays with. It's different than Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was very slow it down on the half court. But, you know, he would try to be opportunistically pushing the pace with the hit-ahead passes and things like that. Terry is not opportunistic. Terry is just all the time, I'm going fast. There's no opportunity. I'm creating the opportunities. I'm not waiting for them to present themselves. And I think Tyler Hero is a 24-year-old player in the NBA. Yep. Likes that. That's yep. the way he wants to play. It's the way Terry Rozier wants to play. I think Bam Adebayo really likes to play that way. I think Caleb Martin really likes to play. I think Jimmy Butler likes in. to be the beneficiary yeah. of those kinds of things. Hey, let me go be a wide receiver down the court. Let me just be Justin Jefferson, go up and catch this thing and lay it in at the basket. I think Jimmy Butler likes to be a wide receiver at times in those kinds of uh, Tyler had a really nice outlet pass to Jimmy. A too. beautiful one, yes. That was a really nice possession. Uh, I, I think they do play well together. I think Terry Rozier does enough on the ball defensively that he's impactful. I think Tyler Hero does enough off the ball defensively that he could be impactful. They're kind of like like uh, opposites of each other where they struggle and where they thrive defensively. I think Tyler Hero has developed into a very good team defender, not so great as an on-ball defender still. Terry Rozier, a good on-ball defender, fighting over screens, getting over those things, but sometimes could fall asleep defensively off the ball. And maybe that's also just him getting used to this new system, yeah. playing more zone than he's probably ever played in his entire life. Yeah, the zone was really like effective tonight. I yeah. think they did a really good job of confusing Orlando. Again, they're not a very good shooting team. That is their biggest weakness there. But even when they did, you know, try to attack the paint, the zone really collapsed. There were a number of possessions there where Kevin Love was able to hold his own against one of the Wagners. And then all of a sudden somebody was able to come over with help defense, force a turnover, igniting Miami's transition offense. Jaime looked like the Jaime of old. We didn't talk about him nor give him any cookies, but I think he was mostly yeah. effective. Like he, he missed his shots from the perimeter. Unfortunately, that was a problem. But overall, in terms of his approach, attacking the basket, I think he looked really, really energetic. And it looked like he's... I, I won't go so far as to say he's recovered from his injury, but he certainly seemed to have a lot more energy than he yeah. has in the past few games. Had a really nice baseline cut for an easy basket, too. Miami's offense just seemed like it fell into place with the new rotation as well. Like There's a couple of things, like a couple of times when Jimmy Butler was taking over where uh, where it was just like, all right, Jimmy's going to run the offense, point Jimmy. Hmm. Bam Adebayo is going to come up and set a screen. Hmm. Caleb Martin is going to be in that dunker spot below the baseline for those cuts and those duck-ins. And then you've got Terry Rozier and Tyler Hero spacing the floor from the corners or from above the break, um, depending on where Jimmy Butler was. Jimmy Butler would start up high. He would run that. Those guys would be in the corner. He would run the pick and roll, get down to the quarter. Those guys would float up, float up. And then that opens up the space under the basket for Jimmy and for those those Caleb Martin Duncans, uh, Duncans from the dunk, uh, dunker spot. I loved it. It's simple. It's effective. And it's something that you can do when Jimmy Butler is playing like this. And it's something that you could do, quite frankly, when you take Kyle Lowry out and put Terry Rozier in somebody that defenses have to respect from three point range because he's actually going to shoot the ball. And so I I think that was great. I, I love that offense. I also loved that we got to see the offense with Tyler Hero, Terry Rozier, hmm. Bam Adebayo. Uh, and a couple other guys in there with no Jimmy Butler right. because I think that offense has a different kind of flow to it too. It's a little bit younger. It feel it plays with Jaime, more. Yeah, playing that role. Jaime yeah. playing in that role like that. That's basically the future. Do you right? think we're going to continue to see this tomorrow? They've that's got a, a matchup against against the San Antonio Spurs. Bigger team, obviously. Webb and Yama. Uh, you know, he's the the threat that you have to kind of find a way to counter. I wonder how well Duncan Robinson is here and he has no problem scoring against Victor Webinyama, so they'll be just fine. Uh, maybe you get him more minutes. I don't know. 
But no, I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You figured something out here. Go with it again. You're able to get Jimmy Butler some uh, some rest at this point at, in the second half a little bit in this game. Um, so it's the second night of a back-to-back, but I expect everybody to play in that game and, and because the Heat have to win these games and they want to feel good about themselves going into the All-Star break. But can you afford to switch anybody else other than Bam onto Webanyama given his size and his I think ability? You see a lot of rim. zone, yeah. And sure. I think you see a lot of. I think you can. I think you could see Terry Rozier go up against him and just try to poke the ball out. You know, kind of similar to how guard, guards will defend Kevin Durant. Yeah. Maybe you do something like that. Look, there's no answer him. for Victor Webanyama, and there's yeah. not one that exists on the roster. Like we could, you could tell me Orlando Robinson and Thomas Bryant. I don't trust those guys defensively. No. And so I don't think. And clearly, Eric Spolster doesn't either. That's why they didn't play, uh, except for in garbage time. So. No, I think you stick with it. And but the Spurs are a bad team. I don't think you have to worry about matching up with them that much. They they, they don't win a whole lot of games. Right. So, yeah, I think we see it again. Uh, one last thing on the vibes. Vibes were awesome. Um, I kind of sensed it before the game, and I was looking around. And I was like, why is everybody so happy? Eric Spolster in a great mood during his pregame press conference, uh, sitting out there during warm-ups, watching these guys shoot around, get ready for the game. Everybody's talking, kind of ch- uh, chatting, making fun of each other. Like, it was really, really good vibes. I'm like, what's going on? Because I don't know a whole lot. Like, you just came off a loss to the Clippers. I know you won a couple of games right. before that, but like, the vibes seem pretty good right now. I think they knew that they had this game in the bag. I think they knew that they felt really good about what their rotations were, the new strategy, their approach to this game, the fact that there was a playoff type atmosphere, what this game mattered for yes. in the standings. I, I think they were right. really looking forward to it. And I think they were comfortable with what their approach is going to be in this game. Yeah. And then after the game, forget about it. I mean, the vibes in the locker room were incredible. Music Everybody, for the first time in a while. Music for the first time in a while. No Pepos at Kaseya Center. I don't know what that was about. I, we haven't heard of Pepos in a very long time. I don't know if they got rid of that. I think they should bring I it back. So. I'm opening lobbying the people at Kaseya Center to please bring that back. Game time ops. I know you're listening to the show. Yes, you watch please. Yes. Please play Pepos. We, bring we it back it. or give us a reason why it's not playing. But That's there right. needs to be an explanation at the very least. Um, I think the standings thing really played a factor. Like there was a, a purposefulness to everything they were doing. And I think they understood that this had some long time yeah. far reaching implications and, and mattered to them. This was, you know, again, we've talked about this before. I mentioned how this 82 game slog is a really difficult one for this particular team, this iteration of the heat to be able to find ways to continue to find what, something to challenge themselves with. And then they kind of look at this and says, you know what? This is a game with added stakes, added importance. Let's find a reason to play our best games. And they did. Well, that'll do it for us today. Hopefully it's another great game against San Antonio mm-hmm. tomorrow night. We will have our post game show for you tomorrow night. Hopefully we do a better job than this one. Thanks for making lockdown heat. Your first listen every day, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app.